0: The Stroves won their first World Series in franchise history, the Cavs are looking real suspect through the first 10 games of the NBA season, and the Carolina Panthers traded their number one wide receiver in return for what again? Yep, that's right, y'all. It's episode 19 of T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. And if I have a good temperature on the feelings of the fellas when it comes to some of these topics, you may want to strap in because tempers are about to get a little out of control, especially when it comes to this Panthers business. The fellas are picking three games from around the sports world every single episode now. And at the end of the calendar year, we've got a crazy punishment in store for the fella that's the worst at picking these games. We'll tell you exactly what the unlucky fella has in store. And it's back everyone's favorite game pick one i asked the fellas some off the wall and frankly absurd questions in which they must decide which terrible situation they would endure hopefully y'all got a chance to check out the best of pick one episode 18 where it's just straight pick one questions if not folks i honestly have no idea what y'all are doing with your lives check it out on itunes and soundcloud gentlemen how about we get a fellas roll call right quick he spends his Saturday nights at the poker table embarrassing old men and taking their cheddar. It's the one and only Chris Perez, a.k.a. p
1: You're talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! <laughs>
0: Chris Perez representing Charlotte, North Carolina. He, he likes he
1: was a cowboy. <laughs> so
0: he likes to recap his fantasy hits, but don't ask him about his fantasy misses. It's the tub, Dustin Miner, aka hot tub.
2: Yo, what's good? It's your boy Tub from down southwest Palm Beach, living it up in the sun. How you got it doing?
0: <laughs> what up, man?
2: Up next is the guy who's lone hope in this
0: year's sports universe. Rest in the hands of the unicorn, Christoph Porzingis. It's the ginger sensation and original fella, Johnny Tiberzi.
3: What up, what up? Well, one thing I want to say is uh, thank God Mellow is gone because it is the unicorn time to shine. <laughs> and also I'd like to give a shout out to the Buffalo Bills because they are my fantasy football defense. And I just want to stick it to Justin and Perez by telling me I was an
0: idiot. for starting a defense against my starting quarterback and running back. Man, you guys are going to eat your word. <laughs> I'm Thomas Bosch, host and creator we of, will. <laughs> of the obvious debauchery that is T-Bosch and the fellas talking life and sports. Let's get it rolling, fellas. Perez, listen up real quick. You hearing this? Did you hear it?
1: Oh, yeah, baby. Do you know what sweet that was? The sweet nectar of the gods. The sweet LaCroix. nectar of the
0: gods. Shouting out to LaCroix so we can get that sponsorship. We're fishing hard for it. And I'm going to put it in every single intro video that I have for every single episode from now on. And oddly enough, I actually just opened my LaCroix all over my laptop. So I hope I didn't break it. LaCroix, you owe me a laptop. Uh, that's how dedicated I am. I'm just saying that.
3: Welcome. Hopefully it doesn't mess up when you uh, you know start editing.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, don't jinx me. All right, how about that? <laughs> Y'all, welcome to episode. <laughs> welcome to episode nineteen. T Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at T Bosh and the fellas. We got daily content. Dustin does a great job maintaining the pages. Come check us out. Come laugh along with the fellas and we're going to be adding the hashtag do the julio so if you witnessed last weekend's panthers versus falcons game you saw julio jones quite literally drop the ball (laughs) (laughs) and uh we got a we got a little picture you can you can follow along with and we would love for you to uh take a picture and post it to the page we're trying to get this thing going viral here y'all Quick shout out as we continue to do a uh, little bit of life. One of our friends, Brandon Kennedy, <laughs> and I know he listens to this podcast every once in a while. One of Perez's longtime friends. We've known Brandon for a while. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. He called us out on Facebook on our t Bosch and the Fellas page. And when I say he called sure. us out, he really called me out because i've been very upset about a topic that we're gonna broach here in just a little bit but he referred to us slash me as facebook sports analyst (laughs) so with that said mr brandon kennedy we'd like to welcome you to the show (laughs) and uh we are definitely inviting you so you can talk your junk on air to us so perez if, yeah. if you could go ahead and get him to get on the show, we would really appreciate that, sir.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give him a call this week. Um, I can't believe it's episode 19, man. It really feels a lot like 20.
2: It does <laughs> <laughs> feel like, 20, it? It like, feel like, like we did 20.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to tell the backstory on that one. Maybe in a later episode. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, folks, We've been picking games. We, we started this on the last episode where every fella is going to pick three games every episode. That's six fellas picking games currently that we have in this stable of fellas we got going on here. The fellas have decided on a punishment for the loser. Whoever picks the least amount of winning games here is going to have to dress up as a celebrity. And that celebrity is going to be chosen by the fellas. They then have to get glamour shots taken. Now I know Dustin wants to refer to JC Penny and like professional shots. It doesn't need to be all that. But someone's got to take some serious. <laughs> someone's got to take some like serious pictures of you guys. And it doesn't
1: have to be that, but it can be. It
0: can be. If you want to go drop like $100 at like I don't know. I don't even know where they do those anymore. I don't even know if that's really a thing anymore. Why don't
3: anymore. we just do it at the Macy's and have to do it with Santa Claus? That's free. You can just have somebody snapping pictures
1: while you're sitting on Sam's lap as a celebrity. The season won't be over by then.
0: That's true. That's true. Oh, We're yeah, just yeah. going to miss on that one. <laughs> We're just going to miss Sam. on that one. You're that's, missing out. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see which fell ends up losing. And I think, really, you base the celebrity based off of who loses. Like, what could they actually pull off that it might be similar? Like, I'm really rooting for Johnny to lose because how many things can you do with a ginger? You know what I mean?
3: I could be Seth Green. I could be the uh,
0: guy. No, that's um, too obvious. That's that's a little too obvious. I was thinking more <laughs> like Chucky.
2: <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> All right, I dig that one. I dig that one. So we're gonna
0: see how we're gonna see how that works out for everybody. And since we're since we're talking about picking the games, let's go ahead and make knock them pennies worth. <laughs> let's go ahead and knock that portion of the show out. All right, first game I got for you to pick this week, fellas. Lakers at Wizards. Lakers are getting nine and a half. Perez, who you got?
1: Not feeling too uh, solid about this pick, um, but I'm going to go Lakers.
0: Perez is going Lakers. Johnny,
1: uh, I'm going
3: Lakers, and let's see if Ball can finally show up and be who everybody thought he was going to be.
2: All right, Dustin. Um, I'm going with the Wizards. Um, I think John Wall got showed up last time he played with Ball. I think the Wizards are smelling blood in the water. Because the Lakers are not playing good basketball right now, so I got the Wizards in a blowout.
0: Yeah, I think Lonzo Ball's the target. I think John Ball's the top five point guard, eh, top eight point guard. I give it to the Wizards. Next game, Jets at Bucks. Bucks are getting two and a half. Pires.
1: There's no way the Jets can blow this game. Bucks are they lost their starting quarterback? Um, they just look in shambles. Jets all the way. All right, Johnny. Uh, it's interesting that
3: both uh, quarterbacks are playing their X teams, uh, but I'm going to go with the Jets because uh, they're on a roll. They've been playing pretty good, and there's a lot of injuries, especially when Mike Evans out on suspension. So
2: i got to go with the Jets.
0: Yeah. All right, Dustin.
2: Well, as you guys know, the Buccaneers are missing their starting quarterback and their number one wide out. And the Jets are just playing really good football right now. With that being said, I've never seen the Jets blow out any team, so I'm taking the Bucs.
0: Okay. All right. I'm taking the Jets because I just think that the Bucs are just not very good right now. Even with a healthy Jameis Winston, which he's not, even if he was playing, not good. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Jets. Last game, Giants at Niners. The the 49ers are getting two and a half. Perez. This, by the way, this is the battle for, for first pick in, the, in this year's draft. <laughs> Perez, what you got?
1: Uh, Between the Giants and the 49ers, man, I I have little faith in Ben McAdoo. He lost the locker room, so I'm going to go 49ers.
0: All right, Johnny, the Giants fan, what are you picking?
1: Uh, being a Giants fan, one, I want and do
3: out, and uh, two, I want a top pick. So I'm taking San Francisco.
0: <laughs> He's picking against his own team. <laughs> That's when you know things have gotten real bad. That's when you know things have gotten real, real bad. He right. lost the locker
1: room in the fan base.
2: <laughs> Dustin. And he lost his car dealership. Um, um, did you say the Niners are favored in this game?
0: Yeah, the no, the Niners are are they're, The Giants are favored by two and a half.
2: The Giants are favored. Yeah, I believe that. You know, when you look at these two rosters, there's just it's a little bit more talent on the Giants roster than I see on the Niners. Niners give a lot of yards. I see Eli to be able to swing the rock a little bit in this game. So I'm going. I'm going to take the Giants.
0: Um, the Giants are an absolute absolute dumpster fire and ab- <laughs> it's just real hard to watch I'm sorry Johnny this must be real bad but the Giants I Gi- will say this will be
2: the last time I if the Giants screw me in this game this will be the last time I ever pick them This whole season. Listen, it's just. The best chance you guys
3: picking the Giants is the fact that every single one of their defensive players are back and healthy. Uh, Vernon, uh, you got Jack Rabbit back. So, really, they should have no excuse to not be able to uh, to stop the 49ers.
0: Okay, well, we'll see what it is. But I'm picking. I don't know, man. CJ Beathard, he's a boss. Listen, that's right. I got the Niners. No hands down. You know, like I said, the Giants just continue to look real, real bad and absolute, absolute dumpster fire. Ben McAdoo, he's looking real confused out there. You know, P.R.S., I bet you have an opinion on what Ben McAdoo looks like. What would you say Ben McAdoo looks like?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I think he looks fired, for one. But two, um, once he gets fired, I think that he will have no problem in his second profession changing tires on a NASCAR picture. (laughs) I could see
3: him being more of a creepy ice cream man riding up and down the block with that fucking music going over and over again. Kids just buying ice cream cones from him. he will probably be more successful.
1: Speaking a, of ice cream and sweets, uh, I think Andy Reid uh, kind of looks like the guy who waggles his finger in front of a tray of donuts and says, "Don't mind if I do."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, tell me if you think Bruce Arian looks like a guest Who character. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? Am yeah. I right? That's he true. does. That's he true. does. You're spot on with that, man. He does.
1: <laughs> And then, Johnny, are you familiar with what Tom, uh, Jim Tomsula looks like, the old 49er coach? I am. I am. <laughs> you tell me if you think that he looks like he's the first guy your mom goes on a date with after your parents get divorced. He is
3: 100% I, that guy, man. I thought
1: I thought he was that guy, and no. then I
3: realized that it wasn't. Um, so, uh, Yes hundred percent. I was like, very confused. The Jim, disappointment there must have been real. Jim Tomsula <laughs> looks like... Well, no, actually, I'm happy because at least my stepfather has a job. Apparently, he does not anymore. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs>
0: well, dude, Jim Tomsula looks kind of like a PE gym teacher in his prime. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, really, like, living the P.E. gym teacher life. More like high school level, I would say. <laughs> just... Yeah,
3: I would see him being more of a gym teacher that's pissed off that
1: they banned uh, dodgeball in the state of New York, and now he's all mad. He and no one else is going to fill <laughs> up his fucking day. He could also be the guy that's dressed in full sweat gear apparel and keeps on missing shots off the back of the rim. <laughs> yeah, he could. Like Making a rain. Headband and everything. He has Yeah, I was gonna say you
0: gotta have the headband. It's gotta be fluorescent too.
1: Oh, he has the headband. He's going to, like step back threes and just bricking them all day long. <laughs> yeah, along came Polly. He's yelling, making it rain. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's getting way serious, way serious about that YMCA pickup game. He did not get invited. <laughs> all right, all right,
0: all right. Let's let's get let's move on to our sports topics here, gentlemen. Let's get to it real quick. That was funny. I love that. And Perez, you you know what? Keep them coming, man. Anytime you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep them coming, man. Um, all right, so. Astros the they won the World Series. First one in franchise history. Astros MVP Caliber shortstop Carlos Correa wins the World Series and what is the first thing that this schmuck does? He asks his girlfriend to marry him. Bro, you just won the World Series. Come on. You haven't even let the moment set in. You should be popping bottles and partying with your boys, but instead you're getting on your knee and you're getting locked up for life. Now, we saw <laughs> we saw a little thing on Barstool Sports, where this guy was clowning Carlos Correa for proposing to his girlfriend, who I will say is a former Miss Texas. So she's like smoking hot. So well done on his part. But gentlemen, do you agree that this is the way that he should have spent his World Series winning moment? I'm just curious. Real quick, Johnny, what about you?
3: Uh, So I believe being a native New Yorker, he should have followed in Derek Jeter's footsteps and he should have just banged every hot girl he possibly could <laughs> until he turned, like, 38 and well, that's, decided to
0: settle down. That's exactly what the guy in the Barstool Sports yep, video yep. said. So that's, I could not agree more,
3: but here's my take on it. I think maybe in, uh, there's more to the story. Maybe <laughs> oh, yeah. he is worried about uh, getting deported, so he figures he needs to wipe it up <laughs> oh, to somebody from the States before oh, uh, a prom <laughs> and he's...
0: Uh, on the list of being out. <laughs> that's a really interesting angle to take on this, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. That's, sure, that's the okay. <laughs> case. That's a real interesting angle to take. He's worried about He's like, immigration. Oh, shit.
2: Trump's president. I'm
0: gonna post this bitch. Oh yep. my god. I
2: gotta say. I gotta say.
0: Perez, I'm curious what you think. Perez, what do you what do you think about this?
1: I think it was the sweetest, most precious thing that I've ever seen in the whole world, and uh, <laughs> I didn't have a problem with it. Shout out to my girl, love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Up uh, you your res must be in trouble. for something. No, he's trying to avoid being in trouble. Models is just gross. Yeah. Just get that out of here. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, you got to rethink your life, buddy. I got to rethink my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better get your priorities in line, son. And <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah, we j- to <laughs> find out that I'm
3: not Seth Green and I have no money. it working so far.
0: Johnny, Johnny, he's not in trouble. He's trying to avoid getting into trouble. And like oh, I said, I and, 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 listen. And like, boom goes the dynamite. When I was doing the prep on this show, I, <laughs> I, or no, on the T-Botch and the Fellows Facebook page, I had actually posted this video. You can check it out on at T-Botch and the Fellows Facebook and Instagram. Shameless plug real quick. I got I, victoria saw this and she goes she's an editor on the page so she can actually see who's doing the posting so she looks at me and she goes so if you ever made it big uh, is this is this what you're gonna do <laughs> and i'm like, I'm like I, I that's not i mean i'm not ever gonna win a world series i'm just like i'm this isn't me i'm just like you know it's for the show babe like come on you know like Wait, yeah, about, this Your defense isn't, was, "This isn't me. I'm not going to win the World Series, so therefore, if you <laughs> have <time,
1: laughs>
0: no <get> out. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> like, baby, my time is coming,
2: gone. But, oh my but God. I think, I think, I think your place in life is pretty secure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I
1: didn't mean it like that. Oh, uh, shout out to my girl love you baby yeah me too me too
2: <laughs> holler
0: holler for the two single guys that don't care dustin do you, what do you think about this do you think this is well, yeah, for
2: me it would depend you know if it if it was his ride or die kind of like you know mcgregor's girlfriend or like for love and basketball if she was there like you know before he was nothing and now it's like the culmination of the relationship then i i get it but other than that it was kind of cheesy me all right but I you think know actually what
3: he was with her for a long time so i don't think this was something that was like you know i think he was with her for five or six years yeah Maybe. no they, yeah, they lived know, together they, and
2: all
1: that his so. mom told her to told him to go ahead and do it yeah
0: that's actually true well,
2: so. then you know then i love it and uh you know but I, i'm i'm bigger stab than most of the fellows <laughs> on the show so dustin
0: you know what I, I would say yes that's true and if your mom told me to do it i'd do it
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah i'm just saying you know, because everybody loves a Judy. Let's,
2: you you
1: yeah. would do. Shout out to Miss Lansdowne. Shout out, to <laughs> shout out Judy Lansdowne. When my mom
2: tells you to do something, you best listen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed I've never gotten the opportunity to meet her.
2: Oh, she's a
0: gem, bro. Of good things about it. She's an absolute gem. You should see the way she vacuums carpets.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's actually it's actually really pathetic. You mentioned that because I just got done vacuuming my house, and I do the same. Yeah, thing yeah, well.
0: Dustin, it got it, It's like absolutely pristine, perfect lines, and everything. Don't step in the room that is not to be stepped in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that must be, that must be a, uh, a friend thing because Thomas's dad is a Nazi when it comes to uh, carpets and not wearing his shoes and having signs on the front door. Yeah, but to it, remove your shoes before even entering in the house yeah
0: he does keep a clean carpet that old mr Bosch he does oh Bosch senior um all right all right well uh, you know listen i respect both paths you know if he had taken the jeter path props to him you know if you know if he i'm glad he took the path he took shout out love you baby same thing with perez <laughs> <laughs> all right braun does braun look tired to y'all we're talking calves the calves do not look all that formidable not in the least in the beginning part of this year's NBA season, except for when Bron's putting up 57. So do you think they're still the favorite in the East at five and six? They're 10th in the East standings at this very moment. Bron is averaging 29 points, nine assists a game with the roster that they have are the Cavs still the favorite in the East Dustin Miner.
2: Well, you know me. I, I'm a, I've always been on the Boston Celtics bandwagon. I still like the Celtics with Kyrie and the crew. Also, you have other other teams upcoming, like the Bucks, and they just made a big trade to get a, more help, I believe, with uh, Eric Bledsoe. Um So, I, I like both of those teams on the come up. And yeah, I would say I wouldn't say LeBron looks tired. I would just say the chemistry of this team is is off right now. And um, I, I, I I had. I had the Celtics before the season started. I'm going to yes, stick with it until that train falls off the rails. Sir. Yeah,
0: you absolutely did have that pick. All right, Johnny, what about you?
3: I think that uh, one. I think he may just get be getting bored of you know, the season. Um, I mean, I don't think it's really fun for him anymore because obviously they just dominate. But the two and the biggest factor of this, and I think a lot of people are forgetting, is that uh, Isaiah Thomas was a absolute beast last year, scoring uh, almost 30 points a game, uh, three rebounds, and almost six assists, which Kyrie's numbers this year are only 20 points, three rebounds, and five assists. You add Isaiah Thomas in plus his defense, a completely different team, and I think once he gets back on, I believe that you're going to see a huge, huge win streak for the Cavs. They're going to be right back at the top. They may not get the number one seed because I think the Celtics do look good and have will be playing and have the better chemistry. But once the playoffs come around, man, I think it's going to be back to normal. And it's going to be Cavs blowing teams out, making it to the finals, as they have been doing.
0: I don't know, man. Listen, to your Isaiah Thomas point, I believe that Isaiah Thomas is a great player. But he's going to jump right in there. And he hasn't played all year with them so far. They're not just going to hit the ground running. Brown's been playing point all year so far. So how does that? Like, obviously, I understand LeBron is a crazy good veteran. And he can play every position on the floor pretty much. But, you know, Isaiah Thomas is going to jump in there. I don't think they're just going to rip off like 15 wins in a row.
3: Yeah, but here, here's my defense to that. Uh, you also got to remember, once Isaiah Thomas goes back, your boy, not my boy, J.R. Smith, will get a hell of a lot less playing time. When you're putting up 2 for 20, 3 for fucking 17, and you're just chucking balls up, not playing defense, now you don't have that liability because you got Isaiah playing more and J.R. Smith up to the pine. So I think that would be a big factor in uh, efficiency for the offense. And, again, you're going to be better in the defense just by bringing Isaiah Thomas in. All right. So, you know, give them a couple of games. It may not be a click right away, but I don't think that they're going to have an issue whatsoever once uh, the team is fully healthy okay. and, uh, and playing together.
1: All
0: right, P. what about you?
1: Cavaliers aren't worried, man. They do this. It seems like they do this every year. Uh, most of LeBron. They teams don't do, do this. this.
0: They do not do this. Maybe
1: not every like year. this. I know that they've lost to the three, three uh, bottom teams in the Eastern Conference and the Bucks, uh, the uh, the Nets, the Hawks, and whoever. But they're not panicking. I mean, LeBron is a professional, and the Cavs are going to win the East because they've got the best player in the East in LeBron. They've got the guess the best coach. In the East, in LeBron, and what he coaches that team, not Tyron Luke. Come on, guys. Let's yeah, but he's not the best coach in the East. Yeah, he is. Um, no. just, he's a he's an on floor general, and and Dustin.
0: I know what you're saying. The
1: Celtics, but. the Celtics season did fall off the train when Gordon Hayward's foot fell off his body.
2: Oh yeah, so and that is why they went in that. a nine and one uh, games uh, winning streak this this. Yeah. Okay. And here's here's the whole problem with this whole thing. You know, just as well as I do, the
1: playoff basketball is a lot different than...
2: Yeah, and that's that's my major point in this whole thing because the Achilles' heel is what you just touched on. The Cleveland Cavaliers don't have a head coach. And when you have all these old players like Rose and all these other, like, pieces, there's a lot of injury-proneness on this team. And you don't have, like, a coach like Greg Popovich that's probably willing to bench players throughout the season, willing to manage these old players so they're all around in the playoffs. Dude, they're seeing, of,
1: I, them I see this ground. team that's running themselves
2: winning. into the ground, and that's I don't the see them all winning. be around in the playoffs. You think Listen, they all are going to be there. I don't think they will be.
1: A lot of these I, old I players think. are not getting a lot of minutes right now because they are conserving <laughs> their energy for the playoffs. Dwayne Wade's not playing a lot because you know what? Dwayne Wade knows. Listen, I'm not playing the amount of minutes that I need to in an 82-game season. You know what? I'm going to be resting. I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be working out. And okay, when right, the playoff okay. time comes, I'm going to be super fresh.
2: Okay, so what you're basically saying? I just don't seeing, see Tyron Lue managing this team for a whole season through all these old players and getting all these guys healthy into the playoffs. I don't so yeah. essentially, I, think, I think
3: that goes back to the point that LeBron is the one that's running the team, not Lou.
2: Lue is just the face of...
1: And you keep on yeah, saying old, like Dwayne Wade. Yes, is old. LeBron's still averaging the most minutes in the league, and Rose is not that old, dude. Yeah, but he's, he's just, not he's that good injured. either.
2: <laughs> he's, he's Are real well, you all say they're not old. Say they're young. I don't really care how what you're going to say. They have been missing games all the time. And very serious issues. Whether whether it's Isaiah Thomas, whether it's Rose, whether it's Dwayne Wade, these are very big pieces on your basketball well, team, on no, your starting five, and they're the most injury-prone players on your team. Hey, guess
1: what? Celtics gave up so they could have a really nice starting lineup. They gave up their depth. So if anybody's worried about injuries, especially after losing your starter Gordon, I would be. The, it would be the Celtics that should be worried. Okay. Because you gave you gave up a lot of pieces to get that fresh starting lineup. And guess what? You're not nearly as deep as you were last year. And guess what? You need to be when playoff time comes. You need to be deep.
3: Hang on, I got one point to make real quick. I, uh, when you play, talk about playoff basketball, what's the number one thing that number one thing that changes from a playoff from regular season? It's defense. If you look at the seven losses that the Cavs have, four of those seven losses they were beat by twelve or more points. Two of them they were beaten by twenty plus points. So right then and there you see that obviously they are playing back, they're not playing defense, and they're not locking it down. Once the playoffs come around, they're not going to be letting up 120 points per team. You know, against the team. They're going to be letting up 98 to 105 points, which is a huge difference because they still will be able to put up more points than any team in the league, especially, again, once everybody's healthy, everybody's clicking, and everybody's playing and together. And that's an
0: interesting so that's- point. That's an interesting point for sure. The one thing I'll say about your theory, Perez, is say they do coast through the regular season and they're just worried about getting to the playoffs. It doesn't matter what seed they get; they may have a tougher time making it to the Eastern Conference Finals because if they're not one or two this
1: year, so you know, dude, they were three last year, weren't they? They don't no, care they about what two, seed they, they are. Two. They were two. LeBron doesn't care about what seed, dude. He's went. How many straight years has LeBron went four and zero in the first round? I mean, come on, dude. I know. I, I, he, ain't, he ain't worried about the seeds. And I'm not. And, and by the way, let me p-
0: let me finish this. This and I, let me. We're gonna finish this right here. Let me. When I say LeBron looks tired, I don't mean LeBron looks tired. I mean LeBron looks tired of having to carry everybody around him. You know what I'm saying? That
3: is.
2: Yeah, but isn't that what he? Wants? Yeah, but don't worry,
3: Thomas. They got a lot of depth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. No. All right. We're moving on. We're moving on. All right. No more. Here we go. All right. To the meat of the situation here. Here we go, fellas. The topic of much debate amongst the fellas in the past week.
3: Really, the topic of debate or the time that Thomas cried for three days straight. All right. Is what we're about to talk about. The Carolina
0: Panthers (laughs) trade Kelvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills literally three minutes before the trade deadline. Three minutes. Holy shit. Did you guys hear about that? In return... For trading away a number one wide receiver as big as the guy throwing him the ball in Cam Newton, which is really, really big, by the way. The Carolina Panthers receive a third and seventh round pick. And a chicken salad sandwich. And so they better have some really under the table deals going on here. Other than these two picks, third and seventh in the 2018 draft. Now, please let me start. I absolutely insist. Now, before we get into this. I'm the one that is the most wounded by this, of all the fellas. They all seem to be okay with it because they're traitorous to Panther Nation, and they don't really care what <laughs> happens to the Panthers. if If there was an island that these fellas could get voted off of, called Panther Nation Island, all real fans would vote them off. That's what I, I'll start by saying that. All right. so. Let me put some stats in. let me put, let me put some stats in front of you. All right. Let me put some stats in front of you real quick. this year, Calvin Benjamin, thirty two catches, four hundred and seventy five yards two touchdowns. Oh That's what he had through seven games as the panther this year before we traded him in this absolute nightmare of a trade. For his career, which is two and a half seasons because he blew out his knee in one year and we're only halfway through this season. He's had 168 grabs, 2200 yards, 18 touchdowns. That's in two and a half seasons. Steve Smith, the greatest Panther of all time, ever. Greatest Panther ever, ever. And easily the best wide receiver the Panthers have ever had. In his first three seasons, he had 152 catches, Just at 2,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, you guys are trying to tell me that it doesn't matter that Calvin Benjamin is no longer on this team because it's more of the same. And you think that these changes of adding speed to the Panthers lineup is going to make the Panthers a better receiving core. The reason I disagree with this is because in my personal opinion, and please, I know you'll feel free to disagree with me, Calvin Benjamin is the third best wide receiver the Panthers have ever had. Because you got to throw Muhammad in there. Because just simply out of base, out of longevity. But pure talent, Calvin Benjamin, just based off of his pure numbers, is the second or third best wide receiver the Panthers have ever had. Now, the Panthers, in their third and seventh round acquisitions in next year's draft, I'll say this about that. Seventh rounder, who gives a shit about a seventh rounder? How often do we hit on these things? The Panthers drafted Harrison Butker in this year's draft, and then we let him go to pay Graham Gano four million dollars a year. So clearly, our front office is a little suspect to begin with. Slash Marty Herney. Now, with the third round pick, the Panthers are not all that great when it comes to drafting third round picks in their history since two thousand. I know. Well, I won't say in their history since two thousand. The Panthers, if they've had a third round pick, have hit on two. Panthers that have majorly made an impact for the Panthers as a franchise: Steve Smith in the third round and Charles Johnson in the third round. Some notables: Will Witherspoon, he was a good Panther for about three years. Ricky Manning Jr. three interceptions in the NFC Championship, but that was kind of an asterisk to his career. Travell Wharton, he was decent for our offensive line for a lot of time. Twice in his career, he came back and he was a Panther. Charles Godfrey was okay. Daryl Worley. That one, The jury's still out on that one. Now, there's about eight other guys that aren't even worth mentioning that we've drafted in the third round. So my point being, how many teams trade their number one wide receiver in the middle of the season when their season isn't lost? We traded him when we were five and three. Now, I'm going to let Johnny Tiberzi, a non-biased Panthers fan here, or a non-biased in the argument, we're going to let him answer first. Johnny.
3: All right, I think you're going to be impressed. I did some homework. So, Kelvin Benjamin, you said, was the best receiver this year on the team. 32 receptions, two touchdowns, 475 yards. Your boy, Punches, same size, only 20 pounds left and and shorter, has 38 receptions, three touchdowns, and 443. So they are pretty much identical. Now, by having uh, Benjamin come out, yes, third and seventh, was a little bit weird because he was a first-round pick, so I see where you'd be frustrated with that, but this is also one of the deepest drafts in probably the last decade across the board. You also have Christian McCaffrey, obviously your running back, but more of a hybrid and more of a receiver than a running back, and you also have Kurt Samuel. So now you got speed. you got the ability to put those two guys along with Funchess, and then Greg Olson, your boy, should be back. On the field now, you have multi facets and different, you know, prototypes to your players for camp to work with. And I think with the play action, with uh, you know, the offense that the Panthers run with Cam, obviously, I know that you guys wanted and the Panthers fans and the team wanted him to run less and take less hits, but that's his game. You can't yeah, take that away. I totally him. agree.
0: Totally but, agree with that.
3: So now you're just getting more diverse and you're making it harder the defense is to plan because when you had both big guys it's a little easier to figure out defenses for guys that are slower yes they may be taller than the majority of the quality cornerbacks not the majority but speed is a huge part of the game i mean just look at stefan Diggs, not a very big guy but that listen guy is i get
0: listen johnny I, I understand your point but listen dude that same speed has been on the field the whole year and what has happened with it?
3: Yeah, but they all couldn't be on the field at the same time. And I think that they may, you know, maybe that they see more in Curtis Samuel than what they've been able to put on the field and they want to give him a shot. And again, McCaffrey's game has already been picked up. Last week, he, he went off, didn't he? I think he had over 10 receptions. Um, no, so listen, think- Christian
0: McCaffrey does great, for, but he's... That has been the same all year long. I'm talking about wide receivers. Those no, wide no, no, receivers have been on the that. field so the saying, whole time.
3: You can move him around. You can put him in the slot. You can put Curtis Samuel in different positions. You can have dual backfield. Curtis Samuel has proved out.
0: nothing thus far. He's proved right. absolutely nothing thus far.
3: But th- but we don't know what behind the scenes. There's a lot of guys that just start off that you know don't do shit, and then all of a sudden, after a couple of games under that belt, really knowing the system, they start to play better. So I think that the Panthers were looking at it as they were more of a one-dimensional team, for lack of a better term, just because they had such similar guys in both Curtis Samuel and McCaffrey and okay. Bunch and Kelvin Benjamin. And then you also got Greg Olsen, who's another beast and a big guy who's not very fast. And they got
0: three slow... slow whoa, whoa, whoa. Predictors. Don't you ever talk bad about Greg Olson? <laughs> no, no, no. Bad, but he's not fast. Greg Olson is a saint. <laughs> he's a saint. <laughs> no, I'm just
3: saying you just got three guys that are very similar in stature, size, and ability Um, and now you're just going to be adding more speed and then you can have some crazier packages with the speedy guys. Listen, I get (laughs) it.
0: Listen, I understand your point about the speed, but again, is the value there and what you gave up is the value there. That's well, the here's
3: something push- too. Do you know how much money you're going to be saving on food because Calvin uh, Benjamin was packing on those pounds. Oh, here so we now go.
0: our offensive line. Calvin Benjamin was in the little best little shape. Calvin Benjamin. And listen, that's what these clowns are getting mad about. Uh, getting mad at me about the whole time <laughs> is they're like, "Oh, well, he was fat. He was fat." Kevin Benjamin was in the best damn shape he's ever been in since he was in a Panthers uniform.
3: So yeah, I yeah, really don't want to hear that. In the best shape. Eddie Lacy was in the best shape this year. All right, Perez. That
1: worked out real Perez, well.
0: your turn. Let, let's hear it, man.
1: Well, first of all. Tabersi, please don't talk bad about Greg Olsen ever again because I will take Ingram out to a nice steak dinner and never call him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: there was no negative talk about Olsen. I want that on the record, you guys. Greg Olson. Be is a thief. He's
1: a saint.
2: He's a panther. He's not a saint. Right. <laughs> well Dang
1: it. I totally dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. <laughs> definitely don't need Greg Olson. All right, really Piers, tell me how you really feel about this. I obviously was completely okay with it. And, uh, you know, mad respect to Kelvin. You know, I do apologize for making that meme. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. Um yeah. All, and the
0: only reason you made it is because you were trolling me.
1: Oh dude, I was trolling you hard. Yeah. I was just trying to I was trying to keep the fire going, man, yeah. you know.
0: And uh, I not um, hate you.
1: But no, I mean I think you know, Johnny made almost every good point there is to be made. I think a lot of it was for the development of Cam. Cam had his best year without Kelvin because he wasn't staring him down because he wasn't his crutch. Again.
0: So- <laughs> Again. I don't know how many times I can point this shit out. Cam Newton stares down everybody.
1: Right. Everybody, right. but you can't you can't play and say that Cam doesn't depend. Like he just he leans toward Kelvin. I guess they have a good friendship, a good chemistry. But the thing is, is that Kelvin's not getting separation, and he's not really that good at using his size. I mean, he does a good job sometimes, but not as good as he should. He just he hasn't been progressing the way that I thought he would, or not. I would imagine the way the owners thought he would when he, they drafted him. Devin Funchess, on the other hand, he's coming right along. So why do you have the same two guys on each side? That it, it makes you one dimensional, um, which you know Johnny touched on. But I do think they want to develop the speed on the outside. And listen, this might this move might not be for this year. Now we, we are. I feel like you know I'm going to make this comparison, but we're way better than the Miami Dolphins. But the Miami Dolphins are well, like five and four, and yeah. everybody in the world knows that the Dolphins are not. A five and four team. They should be more like a two and seven team, right? Uh, wins we, are, done, but... we 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 are we are six and three, and I think we fought hard to be at six and three. Our defense has kept us in games with turnovers and whatnot that maybe we we shouldn't have been in. I think this move is maybe for the player development, or you know, making a run toward a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. I, I don't think this is an immediate thing. And Johnny was screwed. This is going to be a really deep draft. The third round draft pick might turn into something. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, because because so. Marty helm, Marty Herney, he's at the helm. That's what that's that's a winning recipe. Listen, Marty Herney oh, has always killed it. You can say on,
1: what you want about you can say what you want about Herney, but the guy's like playing for him. Uh, okay. Hey, and you don't know if they're going to pack. That's him too because much draft picks that's because
0: the, the guy's like playing for him because they know Marty Herney's going to pay him more money than they're actually worth. Most of the time. Isn't Marty Herney the same guy that got us into a whole bunch of contract trouble before we gave him the boot the first time? Hey, he's a giver, man. He's a giver. All right. All right. Dustin, what do you got?
2: Well, I'm not going to try to, like, repeat a lot of what you guys already said. But, um, you know, Johnny made a great, great point, Um, you know, the thing about these wide receivers and their skill set, they're, they basically have basically all the same skill set. When it comes to the X, Y, and Z positions of the wide receiver, they play the same position. Um, When you look at the films, especially at the San Francisco 49er game, when you watch the safeties that played against the Carolina Panthers and Devin Funches and Kevin Benjamin are on the field, they don't respect either of these guys at speed. And that safety is able to just hang out in the middle of the field. And he he knows that he can close the, the gap, whether it's left or right. So he wouldn't favor one side of the field, which is really a big problem. When, uh, with the Carolina Panthers uh, wide receivers and not creating separation. When you come into training camp overweight, when, you, when oh, you're when yeah. you not even the number one receiver, you said he was the number one receiver he on our is team, the and that's not even true because Devin Punches has more yards and he has more uh, touchdown recessions this year. He has less um, he, Our, listen, our, he our listen, offense he has to run through yards. Calvin Benjamin. Hey, man, I just I just stayed quiet for like 30 minutes <laughs> listening to you guys' bullshit. Okay? <laughs> Uh, you, you just pipe down and you listen to me. Okay. okay. So, so, so when, when you, uh, when, you, when, you, now you got me all, our offense, our number one receiver runs through Greg Olsen. It doesn't run through Kelvin Benjamin. Cam Noon had a problem getting tunnel vision to Kelvin Benjamin. It was easy to game plan for. I love it when you gave us all the Kelvin Benjamin stats and you just gloss over the one season that he didn't play. And I'm going to ask you again, Thomas, what was our record when Calvin Benjamin didn't play that season? Again, you cannot
0: blame what Calvin Benjamin. record, It doesn't Thomas. matter. You cannot Tell blame Calvin Tell me the ben- record
2: was, Thomas. Listen. <laughs> what you, was the it record? It was 15-1,
0: and, and you cannot blame and one. Thank Calvin you very Benjamin. much.
2: So if you play the same position, you have the same skill set, you're older, and I have to give you more money, then you just became expendable to the Carolina Panthers. Now, Ooh. maybe you... Maybe you can argue that like what we got as far as compensation get But him. I like the trade. Get I think him. I I like I like that, up, the P. fact S. that now <laughs> Cam Newton is going to have to spread the football around and he can't get tunnel vision for Kelvin. No, yeah, I think get it's a t- really no, great move for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> for today and the future and they're going to prove it on Monday night football. Yeah, so well, listen. Mike no, listen.
0: Throw. Listen. You, you know what they'll do? You know what they'll do? He'll now have tunnel vision for Devin Funches. So good. I mean, what's the improvement? So now you have Curtis Samuel and Russell Shepard behind Devin Funchess, who he's just going to laser in on Greg Olson still out for a couple of games. Greg Olson has been out since game two. So you're telling me it's still a good idea to trade your yes, he is our number one wide receiver in the middle of the season at five and three for a third and seventh round pick. That's what you're all telling me right now. Well,
3: listen to me. Again, what I said before, and we don't know what that third and seventh round pick can turn into. That could be packaged in, and before you know it, that could be a first or second yeah. round pick. So I think that's something that has
1: to be wait, Let's see. To wait and see. Because listen. I don't think that that is That's a really good turn. point, Johnny. That is a good point.
0: Okay, yeah, that's true, but... I don't trust Marty Herney, and you guys shouldn't either.
2: But I'm just saying that. Just I mean, saying. I am a little because I think, you know, this whole situation, though, honestly, I, I don't mind the move. I was more concerned. Uh, I was more heartbroken when we lost Josh Norman versus Kelvin Benjamin in this situation. Right. That was I'm, I'm actually a little more concerned about this this power that we're, quote-unquote, power we're giving Marty Herney. I thought he was on an intern basis. It's like he's the guy.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely the guy. He's the guy till Jerry. Uh, that- that's a move that the guy makes, not the interim guy. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what, and that that's what concerns me the yes. most, really, you, in this whole situation. And
1: that's
0: the first move. Oh, my God. That should just fucking rip your heart out. I'm just saying. As a Panthers fan, he's about to tear it apart, y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all. He's uh, a bad man.
3: Yeah, can I make a quick comparison? So, in New York media, right before the trade deadline, uh, there was a lot of people and analysts that were saying that the Giants should have went after and tried to get Jarvis Landry. And the argument that they had against that would be the same argument that we're doing right now that would put Odell and Landry, to similar players, similar skill sets on each side, which, yes, they're both fast and they both have good hands, but, you know, they don't have the size. So they actually said that it wouldn't make sense. So there are other teams out there that are also trying to be more diverse and yeah. not bring in similar skill set guys playing out, you know, on the field. So if that makes you feel any better there, it's not just the Panthers that are going that route.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? You guys have every reason to trade everything you got because you're an absolute dumpster fire. All right, that's it. (laughs) We're moving on. We're moving on. Everyone's favorite game. Pick one. It's up next, y'all. Johnny, it's been a while. I'm glad to have you back for this one. If you never heard it, this is what we do. I ask the fellas a couple of questions. They have to pick which situation they would endure over the other And they're generally pretty gross and disturbing. And I really have to dig real deep into my dark, twisted brain to get these to come to fruition. So here we go. First, pick one question. Just like the do the Julio, I'm going to have you do the AJ Green. Each fella will put on a football helmet. That's six fellas. Now you must take the biggest swing you are physically capable of on every fella that has ever appeared on the show. Six fellas, straight to the helmet, bare hands, close-fisted haymakers six different times. Now, a little side note, this may be the dumbest decision ever made by football players ever. Punching dudes in the head with a helmet on. I'm just saying it's pretty stupid. You're really going to probably hurt yourself. So with that said, six fellas, straight to the helmet, bare hands, haymakers. Or get a full arm sleeve tattoo comprised of only of Skip Bayless quotes. (laughs) Johnny Tiberzi.
3: I do want to let you know that these pick ones uh, have ruined my relationship. I've had CPS called on my children, so this is really not working out very well for me. I don't really know what uh, the politically correct answer is. Um, No, I would uh, absolutely, Go with the arm sleeve tattoo because, uh, as you guys know, and people that know me, I have one of the worst tattoos in the world. Yeah. And anything <laughs> can be better than that to cover it up. So, really, you're just doing me uh, a by letting me get a full sleeve tattoo. A, I didn't. Hey, I had no idea little.
1: you had a giant tattoo, Johnny. No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Ben McAdoo's face. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> now, now that would be a good conversation starter. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think this looks like? It uh, looks like a dude that changes NASCAR tires. Yeah, it looks like uh, I won't be allowed to go anywhere near his schools if I had his face
3: on
0: my. Uh, so uh, you know, it would be a tricky thing. That's funny. That's actually a really good. That's yeah, because your tattoo's pretty busted, bro.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it's terrible. Don't uh, don't get a tattoo in a guy's house. That's like, yeah, man, I'm really good. Just getting started. I'm about to have a shop soon, and then find out that guy never got his shop. Like,
0: it's like four inches in diameter, and it took the dude four and a half hours to put this horrible tattoo on it. Johnny was bleeding all over the place like a skewered pig.
1: <laughs> he, you know, yeah, you know, dude. you know. He took a picture of that and put that in his portfolio, and that's why he's never been hired. <laughs> oh, dude, it was the worst, man. It was supposed to be like. Three times the size, and I looked at the guy and I said, "Just
3: stop." And he's just like, "But it's not done." I was like, "Oh, it's done. <laughs> it's done. And, uh, <laughs> it's,
0: it's real bad." All right, so Johnny's taking the Skip Bayless quotes.
2: <laughs> Dustin Meyer, what about you? Well, I mean, it sounds. I mean, even tattoos kind of hurt, and at least my hand will heal eventually. So I'm going to go with punching dudes in the face. So you're all right. <laughs> all
0: right, so you're just taking swings at
2: helmets. You're cool. With yeah, that. I'm I'm gonna do some haymakers. I mean, yeah, I do like need the my biggest hand. swing
0: you are capable of, bro.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. that's gonna hurt I like know. hell. Yeah, but it's better than like my whole arm hurting like hell for weeks and then having to look at fucking get Bayless quote. Nah,
0: it'll Dustin, take, it'll you take your say. hands. Like your hands will be shattered. <laughs> yeah. And Dustin, you did say it's been a while since you got laid. So how the hell are
3: you going to pledge yourself? If both your hands are broken. Right,
1: dude. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Are we, are we doing 1950s helmets or, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I thought you said leather helmets. Today's helmets.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. P-Riz, what about you? Um, well, before I pick, I just have to say, Thomas, you're not kidding anybody when you said you had to go deep down to try to find these questions. These come on point to you. You love misery. You love pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, not, you're not kidding anybody with this. No,
0: man. it's, uh, Dude, it's quite troubling where I go to sometimes to get these. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Um. You mean the toilet? No, no I hear you. <laughs>
0: hey, there's some great ideas that come from that place, man.
2: Oh, well, for sure. <laughs> um, I can only imagine the ones that did Yeah, like writing a book about forricating with animals. <laughs> what? No. That, <laughs> no, that was the that past pick was question. Um, <laughs> do you not remember that pink one when Thomas said, oh, love, love the animal the right way? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: they get weird. All right, b what about you?
1: As much as I love to get Bayless, no hands means no extra work at home, and I can do my job without (laughs) any hands, so I'm going punching helmets all day long. Boom. (laughs) Sorry, honey. Sorry. Man. <laughs> that, so that one's going to get you in
0: trouble. So what's No,
1: that's why, he, that's why he started off the show. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I,
0: can, I can
1: teach you my way, so. That's funny, man.
0: <laughs> no, I think I got it, dude. I got it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So we actually only have two one questions today. So here's the second one and final one. We're in that time of year where a ton of crazy people out there Jump the gun on playing Christmas music a little early. And as a rule of thumb, this should never, ever, ever take place before Thanksgiving period exclamation point. Shouldn't happen. Now it's
3: already on in New York radio. Oh, I know it's
0: it's on, it's on, it's official. Now you would have to listen to Christmas music and only Christmas music for one full year. You'll eat, sleep and dream Bing Crosby and Andy Williams. And honestly, You'll probably have some real effed up dreams about Michael Buble. One full year, fellas. Christmas music, nonstop. Every time you want to hear some tunes, it's Christmas music, y'all. Or the Aaron Rodgers injury was pretty brutal, right? You know, it cannot feel good to have a 300-pound man land directly on top of you while driving your shoulder into the ground. Now, every day for one month, once a day, a 300-pound man Will come out of nowhere and just simply destroy you with the full force of his being. You'll never know it's coming. And even better yet, you're never
1: going to get physically injured. And Johnny, Johnny, you don't have to pay him.
0: (laughs) You don't have to pay him. No broken bones whatsoever. You will not get injured. However, you will feel the same exact amount of pain as if you had shattered your collarbone. So no broken bones. So you can endure this every day for a month. Like it could just keep happening over and over and over again. You're not some crazy mutant. You just, well, maybe you are some crazy mutant because your bones don't break. But in this particular says no broken bones, but the same pain as if you were breaking bones. So Christmas music for a full year, nonstop, always, or a 300-pound behemoth man essentially breaking your collarbone but not breaking your collarbone every day for a month. Johnny Tiberzi. All
3: right, so I have to uh, I have to tell you something that I don't think I've ever told anybody. Oh, no, here we go. But my uh, my favorite thing to do when I work out is to listen to Celine Dion, Mariah <laughs> Carey, and 98 Degrees Christmas <laughs> albums. So I already listened the Christmas music every day. <laughs> dude. If
0: you, don't, if you don't have yes. boys to men, let yes. it snow in there. You're already losing, bro. <laughs> well,
3: that's also on the playlist, but I just want to say <laughs> that Celine Dion, she sounds like angels. So I am gonna go with the Christmas. Oh, he's taking the Christmas because song. I already enjoy it. All
0: right, <laughs> all right, Dustin. What about you? <laughs> See, the joke is I don't actually work out, and everybody knows that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Have, yeah, <laughs>
1: every time he works. We know what kind of you're Johnny.
0: You'll be subject. <laughs> right. You'll be subject to every form of Christmas music, like, and there's only so much of it. Like, you're gonna hear a lot of the shit on repeat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Peter, yeah, if you've
3: I'd, ever worked in a restaurant, you pretty much do.
0: Oh yeah, thing, exactly. So. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Satellite Christmas radio music. Oh, God. So
2: that's <laughs> n-
1: that's nostalgia right there. Yeah, dusted.
2: <laughs> you know, I I, I don't want to get pounded by a man every day for a <laughs> month. <once. laughs> <laughs> and I and if anyone knows me, I I really hate Christmas music. I think Christmas music should <laughs> only be listened to on Christmas Day and I maybe. Know, I, tol- Eve.
0: I totally disagree with that. Day, I know everybody day after does but that.
2: But that just shows you the level of <laughs> hatred that I have for Christmas music. That being said, I would I think I would open up my horizon. I would get me some like Ludacris does Christmas. Maybe some Frank Sinatra does Christmas. Dude, pretty- I think I think I think Wu Tang has a Christmas album. So I you know, I think I, I think I would open up my horizons, get my jingle jingle bell on. And, uh, you know, deck some halls. Deck them streets with, uh, with some Wu-Tang Christmas. All right. All right. I think we can finally turn the Grinch into
3: uh, into somebody that enjoys the Christmas music. I like it. And uh, Dustin, I actually fucking hate Christmas music also. So I'm
0: on board with you. <laughs> Dustin, I'm pretty sure we've spent a couple of Christmas evenings after the family activities were over going out, listening to Christmas music, and doing illegal things. So <laughs> I'm, pretty, <Yeah. laughs> I'm pretty sure that's nostalgia right there. All right. Right, Perez, you're up
1: uh well i just gotta ask a question real quick this guy that is going to be driving me into the ground and breaking my bones is he going to be cuddling me after
0: <laughs> no there's no cuddling
1: okay um so he's really mean he's mean he's not even nice about yeah, it he, does well, not, someone's gonna, he doesn't help someone's you up me, i demand to be cuddled he
0: doesn't help you up He literally will drive you into the ground, and then he'll probably give you a little shimmy while he's on top of you, just like as the cherry on top. Is he gonna
1: leave some money on the dresser before he leaves?
0: (laughs) No, no money, no
1: cuddling.
3: Does he just phantom? Does he just like run away after he does it? He He never does he hang out.
1: Oh, he's never calling you again. Oh no, no, (laughs) he'll find you the next day.
0: He's
3: just
1: bouncing immediately. He doesn't help you
0: up. No cuddling. No, no, like I'm sorry. Like he doesn't feel bad.
1: Oh, so this is going on at like two thirty in the morning then. Hey, this is
0: this is at any point in your day once a day. <laughs> for thirty days. He, right.
3: he,
1: he does a snack dance and then he leaves. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey,
1: true story guys, I uh I think I threw out my live Christmas tree in like April of last year, so uh, I'm a huge fan of Christmas I can listen to that ish all day long give me the Christmas pudding. he's we'll taking the
0: Christmas music He said, give me that ish I don't take my Christmas tree down till April <laughs> oh my god what are you doing with your life that's a fire hazard bro <laughs> no, <man. laughs> you got kids man like what the fuck what are you doing man <laughs> I, I think <laughs> it looks like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree by like yeah. April I mean, no, yeah, no, guys, no, guys,
1: guys, you can still water it but I think it down in stages. So, like in January, I take the star off. Oh my in January, god! I took, oh I took god. The, the garland off. March, the lights <laughs> came
0: off, and I the tree. <laughs> oh, fellas! Oh man! Oh, Perez! Perez and his live Christmas trees till June.
1: <laughs>
0: That's it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, fellas. Archive it, y'all. Episode nineteen. It's been an interesting one. Between a heated Calvin Benjamin debate and the fellas having some real disturbing dreams about Michael Bublé, well, we've come we've come completely full circle. If you didn't get a chance to listen to our best of Pick One episode 18 yet, definitely check it out. Spend 20 minutes laughing your face off on iTunes and SoundCloud funniest part of the show follow like share everything you see from the fellas on facebook and instagram at tbosh and the fellas show some love and show us your best do the julio we'd love to see you post your hashtag do the julio pics check it out on our facebook page you'll see our pictures post it so we can laugh along with you p reesey adios amigo
2: take it easy fellas always a pleasure tub see ya Peace, fellas. Always, always a pleasure. And uh, don't forget to catch me every Sunday, 1215, on the Facebook page. Uh, T-Bosch and the fellas live. I give out uh, those quick pick three sleepers.
0: Get them last minute fantasy picks. Johnny T-Bersey, later man. Good to have you on as always. Always a pleasure, guys. Is,
3: uh, a couple of minutes when we start shit talking on our group text message for stuff for the next show. Yeah. <laughs> always look forward to it.
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm Thomas Bosch, host and creator of T-Bosch and the fellas talking life and sports. Telling all you crazy kids out there, open up your arms real, real big, real big. Give each other a hug and, damn it, be nice to each other. We'll see you on episode 20, folks.